Ladies and gents, this is Tyson Popplestone. Welcome back to the Relax Running Podcast. Good to have you here. Hope you all had a good Christmas. Hope you uh, had a good time with your family and there wasn't too many awkward conversations where you were button heads on all the different opinions going around this year. <laughs> I hope it was just all about a good lunch. Yeah, as was. Anyway, I'm back in I'm back in Queenscliff at the moment and bringing you uh, a Christmas special podcast. I know I said that about the last one as well, but the truth is, like for the whole Christmas week, you can I'm going to call them Christmas specials. All right, it's just the way it is. Wanted to let you know as well some big news or some good news, exciting news on my behalf. I hope it's exciting for you. Uh, 2022. I'm going to be working side by side with a maximum of 20 athletes for the year. So. If you are currently coachless, or if uh, you're looking for a new coach, or if you just need some guidance, you want some uh, assistance planning for races, planning your training, uh, uh, training appropriately for the event that it is that you're doing, get in touch with me. Jump over to relaxrunning.com, click on the coaching link, and uh, and just list your interest in there. Uh, I'm only working with a max of 20, so that I can uh, so that I can give you my full focus, full attention. Um, have a read about what I'm what I'm going to be offering for the program. See if it works for you, and uh, if it is, get your name down. And let me know why you'd like to be a part of it, and uh, hey, we'll find out if we're a good fit for each other. So it would be exciting for me if you're uh, if you wanted to jump over. Uh, so hopefully that's exciting for you. Hey, today on the podcast we have the great man, Mr. Ryan Mannix. He's been on the show about 18 months ago, and Ryan's a yoga instructor. He's also a bloody good runner. He, he, his origins were in the running world, and he, uh, he gradually transitioned across to, to yoga teaching. And uh, there's, there's no better bloke to hear about the correlations or the benefits of combining the two activities together than him. So, hey, if you're looking for something to introduce into your training program in 2022, highly recommend you take some notes on this podcast because it's no surprise that some of the best runners in the world are, are now making yoga a, a regular part of their practice. So I wanted to unpack that a little bit more with Ryan Mannix and uh, as always, really good conversation with him. So hey, we, we talk, we talk, we catch up a little bit for the first five minutes and then we are the real meaty stuff around yoga and running begins. So hope you enjoy this one. Again, if you're interested in jumping on board and uh, having me work with you for 2022 and beyond, um, hey, jump over to relaxrunning.com, click the coaching tab and just put your name down in the uh, in the little box and I'll get back to you. All right, guys, enjoy this one. Enjoy your rest of your break and I'll, uh, I'll see you again very early in the new year. I'm not, I'm not really actually training with anyone in particular. I'm more just doing, just doing my own thing a couple of days a week. I had a bit with a mate in... Um, what are we now? December, like late October. He goes, uh, he goes, mate, you're looking skinny. And I, I went and jumped on some scales and uh, I was, I was 76 kilos. And I uh, said, okay, if I don't weigh 80 kilos by January the 31st, I'll give you 500 bucks. And uh, <laughs> he's like, all right, sweet. So I've, uh, I haven't been running as much as I could be just because every run that I go, it makes it harder to hit my calories for the day. <laughs> yeah so, unbelievable so you're doing been... the opposite to what runners are doing runners are trying to shred down and you're trying to like get buffed dude i don't know if i talked to you about it last time uh, last time you're on here but i i've had so many years of just ribs poking out and just being a skinny boy that i just can't it does something to my ego now i go you know what i need to have at least a little bit of bounce in my pecs when i go out for yeah, a run up. You. <laughs> yeah. you're wearing wine you're wearing baggy shirts <laughs> dude this is i've got the hat on because this is what's going on under the hat at the moment i thought i can't be bothered doing my hair i um yeah i I haven't actually i went out of the house this morning for 
for an hour and a half or so. And since then, I haven't been back out. So I almost got away with a, with my ridiculous T-shirt. And then the camera came on. I thought, hang on. I need to think Better about change. this stuff a little bit more cautiously. Mate, it's great you're living down the beach. Are you enjoying down, being down the coast? And oh, what are you running like if you do run? Dude, like? I, uh, I, wish, I wish we had done it five years ago. It's amazing. I, uh, as, you, as you know, it's Torquay's beautiful as well. But, dude, Queenscliff is... It's just such a cool part of town. It's very old. I think me and Jesse bring the average age down here. Like I reckon the average age is probably 83. And because yep. of me and Jesse, we've brought it down to 71. And right. <laughs> I think we're the youngest people in the town by about 30 years. Jesse tells people we actually live in the town just across from us because she reckons it paints a cooler picture. So she says oh, we yeah. live in, in Point Lonsdale, but our, uh, our address says Queenscliff. So but it's man, nice it's uh, it's awesome. So we've got a we've got we're, we're right across the road from the beach. I've got this. Um, I went to Decathlon the other day, that European sports oh, yeah. store, and um, they that? gave me this. It's like a, uh, it's a snorkel mask. And uh, uh, where dude, are you breathing? So you're just breathing it out of the thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you literally just got your face in here, and then this. It's very intense. It's like a gas mask. I mean, I don't like to use it when too many people are around. But yeah, you just you just breathe as normal. It's way more comfortable than like a a normal snorkel. But I went across to the beach here the other day because we've got some little reefs and stuff. And dude, it's it's insane what uh, what's swimming around out there. Like yesterday, I saw a stingray, and um, oh, really? like that's a massive fish. I'm uh, I'm loving oh. beach life, man. I uh, I'm probably I'm probably gonna get skin cancer. Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> that I've been operating just, just outside twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. What about yourself? Are you uh, are you sort of in in a similar? Vibe? Were you were you always in Torquay? Or last time we caught up, were you living in Melbourne? I was in Melbourne. I think well, I can't remember. It was a while ago since I caught up. I was definitely ago. like between the two. Um, I've been between the two for probably six, seven years now. But um, it's definitely more. It's probably like eighty percent Torquay, twenty percent Melbourne, which is cool. Yeah. Like I still get a little bit of the city fix on a Tuesday, Wednesday. I teach for a couple of mates in in Melbourne, and then it's Torquay life the whole time. And I kind of notice when I go back to Melbourne, probably like yourself, it's like oh. You, you you realize how much you enjoy the coast and how how it's just I don't know it's a different different energy different hum yeah it really is I'm um I was in the city last night I'm back there again tonight for uh, I think I told you about the stand up comedy last time oh you doing the comedy you're into it yeah man I'm How's so it into it yeah it's uh it's good in the sense that I love it last night I did two gigs and uh, it was it's hit and miss man like because it's open mic comedy some of the uh, some of the rooms you go to it's just there's twenty there's 20 guys who are just there to do comedy. So you've got no audience and it's the oh, most yeah, brutal okay. audience. So you don't know whether you're just a rubbish comedian or the yep. audience. <laughs> it just wasn't so interesting. What, no laugh. You just feel like you're bombing for four. How long are you on stage for? Just five minutes. But at feel, oh, five minutes good. on stage when you get no laughs and you're trying to, it feels like an eternity, which was my experience oh, no. twice last night. I went to two rooms and then, uh, and then I thought, oh, I'll message a mate who actually has a good room in St. Kilda as a, as a last minute thing, he goes, yeah, man, come down. And it ended up like, it was an awesome little vibe, but it ended up just going so, so overtime that I got there. He's like, bro, I have to cut you. You can't get up. So I was hoping oh, no. to redeem myself, but, uh, but it didn't quite happen, but I'm the same, man. It's nice to go down and get a city fix, but um, I definitely like the idea of just being able to get up in the morning and, and run across and have mm. a little swim. It's just such a nice, it's just a fresh health. It feels like a healthy way to start your day. It does, doesn't it? I yeah. agree. Totally. How's your, um, and it's how's nice your yogurt? To- How's your yoga and stuff treating you? Yeah, the yoga studio is going well. Like I've got a little studio down here in Torquay and um, it's working out like it's good. It's uh, definitely picking up a little bit. We had a bit of a lull um, 
the whole sort of COVID thing sort of put a sparrow in the works a little bit, but we, we sort of went online, which was good. And to be honest, like online was great. There was such a good pivot. Um, got an opportunity to teach with lots of different crews that I wouldn't definitely have met if it wasn't for the online thing. So it's kind of been a blessing in disguise, but the studio is starting to pick up. I feel people are feeling more confident coming back into spaces and having people around and um, looking for a little bit of community. Like, I don't know. I've noticed that like people, communities, the opposite would be individualism and it's just like me culture. And I think as humans, we, we, we love community and I think we, we need community. So there's definitely been that sort of transition for people, you know, realizing that they want to be around crew and it's, and just be a part of something um, bigger than themselves. So that's been really cool. Yeah. I'm talking. And as you'll know, like for the first year, you're probably down here, maybe not Queenscliff so much. I think it will be, but though, like it, it will just start pumping in summer. Like it's ridiculous. It goes from zero to hundred in the next week. And you just realize that, yeah, it becomes Melbourne again, like in, in down the coast. Yeah. It's funny you say that when we first moved up, so we moved up actually December last year and we came for the rush. So I was like, yeah, man, like Queenscliff is happening. Point Lonsdale is happening. Like there's just so much down here. Yeah. And then through winter, it was uh, it was just a completely opposite experience, which <clears throat> I kind of like both. Like I, I like the, um, I actually like the hum of like the, a heap yep. of people around from time to time, but it is nice just to have that for a phase rather than sort of a constant. So I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to that little bit of a hum, but man, definitely uh, winter last year was a different experience. I was like, man, it's just, it really is such a small town vibe out here, which is. Uh, it's nice is, though, isn't it? It's amazing. It's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really, it just, it just, to me, it feels, um, I don't know, just a little bit more in line with, with, with what I enjoy. Like I, I just feel like to, to use that cliche, like my tanks just, it feels full out here. Like I've got this little, so you've got the water across there. We've got like a dirt path that goes for about five Ks. Um, I just oh, yeah, go full hippie vibes, bro. And just, you can just get, kick your shoes off. It's nice soft sand and yeah. you can just walk for, for miles with, without your shoes on. And I, like, I'll do that sometimes in Melbourne and people go, what are you doing? It was a fair question yeah. around there as well, especially when you're walking past restaurants and cafes. It's not the most hygienic yeah. look. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Well, so are you directly opposite the beach? You're yeah, man. Beach? Yeah, so what? we've got Ballerine Highway just just out the front, and then on the other side of Ballerine Highway is the uh, is the water. Amazing. It's uh, are you surfing? It's, it's any, insane. Any... Not as much as I should be. I've got the surfboard here, but uh, man, I've I mean, been I've been, been lazy. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's been I, pretty I, rubbish. I wish I could say that. I don't know. I, I'm a bit more of a social surfer. So I don't know. Do you get out there? I get out. If I ever come down your way, you're like definitely, I generally just go down like 10 minutes down the road and, and have a little bash. And yeah, it's not, I, I generally don't go too far, but well, I mean, the waves are always like working over your side, like 13th and that whole strip, um, you know, closer to you at least anyway, I think it's a, yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, hook me up, man. If you want to go out and you want a, uh, a little surf buddy, let me know. Because the idea of going out by myself, I'm such a, for, for someone who's spending so much time in the ocean, I'm, I'm such a wuss of going out yeah. in the ocean because it, it's still, man, it's definitely like new territory for me. I'll, yeah. I'll go out. I'll stand on the shore and I was like, yeah, those, wa- those waves seems pretty uh pretty manageable. And then I'll go out and they're like two foot waves. But when you're laying down, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like for, for sure. It's really good. Once you get the hang of it and the knack of it and it's just, you crave it. And when there's no waves, you're like, oh, everyone just talks about surfing in Torquay. Everyone's like, oh, what are the waves doing today? Like you're in this studio and 
people are like, oh, there's no, the studio's humming. And you're like, I wonder what's going on today. Everyone's like, there's no waves. We're just, you know, like it's definitely a surf town and it revolves around surfing. You know, when the wind's good and the swell's good, everyone's sort of upbeat and out and about. Yeah, it's Which funny. Cool. I'm terrible at reading like uh, the surf apps to let you know. I don't know what's oh, southwesterly, yeah. northeasterly. I don't know any of that. But I, yeah. I go out the front and I know if the wind's blowing into my face while I'm standing facing the road, it means it's an onshore breeze and you don't like the water's not. But when I can stand at the front and there's like a nice little breeze at my back, I'm like, all right, offshore, it's nice and smooth. That's about the extent of my knowledge. But I, if I go to any That's other beach and the, that wind's blowing in my face, I don't know what that means for that particular, yeah. <laughs> for that particular Oh, well, let's beach. try and get a wave. I'd be super keen. That'd be fun. I haven't seen you for so long, so it'd be cool. Awesome, man. No, I'd, I'd love to do it. I've, uh, I've got the board just off, off screen here. So I uh, actually, a mate lent it to me and he's like, he goes, you can have it for as long as you are, for as long as you use it. So I was, I was contemplating giving it back to him because I haven't taken it out for about six weeks. But, yeah, super keen, man. That'll be, what that'll be really good. Bigger, I might even come board? to you and then uh, we, we should try and line it up because I'd love to come and check out the studio and, and do a, a class with you after. Yeah, and it's pretty cruisy. Like the waves down here, there's some super manageable, pretty relaxed waves. So it'd be good for you. Yeah, awesome, man. Have you, um, have you been out doing running? Have you, have you been training I mean, much at running all? Running heaps, yeah. I was actually going to run the, um, the half at Melbourne. I feel like I had a bit of FOMO. Like I was like, you know, like everyone's into it and I'm still running with some mates down in Melbourne, AM, PM, but I haven't seen them for a while. Um, they're that little run crew in Melbourne and I still, um, yeah, I'm running heaps. Like I'm training every day and I was running pretty quick. Like I was thinking of maybe going like a 75 sort of 76 minute half. So oh, still dude. like moving pretty well and like doing lots of Ks on the weekends and that. But then all of a sudden, you know how it went, like it went, went from COVID heaps of Ks to working heaps and I'm still running. I'm still definitely training and I'm running. I'm not just doing, I'm kind of like not doing any workouts at the moment. So I, um, I'm just running and I sometimes pick it up and run some pretty, you know, good paces and so forth. But I was just burning the candle too much. I was going down to Melbourne. I was working. I had workshops. I was up and down. And I was just like, and I had to be back in Melbourne, had to be back in Torquay at like 12 o'clock on the Sunday to work. And I was already down there on the Sunday in Melbourne working. I was just thought, probably not the best. I might just hang, hang the boots up. And I actually ran a half marathon a month ago in a place called forest. It was called run forest. Um, <laughs> mate, it was the hardest, uh, hardest half marathon I've ever done. Like the hills and the elevation was insane. And I went out to win it. So the gun went and off I went and I just kind of went to the front and no one really came with me. And I was like, this is, this is fine. I've got this wrapped up. And by about the 10 K mark, we just started getting into some serious climbs, like, you know, trail, true trail running where it's like almost hands down and it's like climbing over rocks and so forth. And, and then just this guy came past me and I sat on him for a bit and he's just this big stocky dude with like board shorts on. And I'm like, there's no way this guy's beating me, but he just ran away from me. I couldn't hold him. And I was just like, so I got a second place and I was pretty, I was knackered for two or three days after it, I'd felt like I got hit by a steam train. I was going oh. in to teach yoga and I was just like. They're a different I, breed. They're a different breed, those trail runners. It's insane, isn't it? Some of the climbs and just, just the one pace, they just hit the same pace, same rhythm, and they just don't slow down up the hills, along the flats. It's just like, they're, they're yeah, phenomenal. Because there's not a heap of hills out in uh, Torquay. There? Like you can run along sort of past Jan Jack and, um, a few yeah. beaches and, and like there's a little bit of elevation if you keep I guess. running like yeah if you keep sort of running out through bells and that you go to a few hills but 
it's pretty flat, let's face it. And even when I run in Melbourne, it's pretty flat. Like I'll go down on a Wednesday and run with a couple of mates and we just kind of cruise around St Kilda and, and whatnot. And been trying to catch up with some of the, um, some other crew for, for some sessions and link in with some sessions. I was going to go down and do some sessions with the Pulse running crew and just oh. get my ass kicked on a Friday with some of those guys. <clears throat> just That's like try cool. and run off them. Yeah, some I've seen of them, some of their um their Instagram posts and that like at least just judging a book by its cover, they've got the uh, they've got the Instagram sorted out better than me. It looks fantastic and like with quality athletes like the uh, who is it? It's Jack Rayner, Brett Robbo, Collis. Yeah, like that. It's, it's a bloody Joel, good company. Yeah, Joel Tobin White and all those guys. And I was teaching a couple of those guys yoga through lockdown and so forth, and they're still teaching a couple of them now. And it's been sort of nice to link up and just see how. Let's face it, like yoga has become so mainstream these days that lots of people are getting into it, whether it's high, you know, performance athletes or just the general punter that wants to have a good stretch and get a little bit more in their body. And I think that's been a real eye-opener. I've had some good opportunities to teach some crew that I was like, wow, like I would never have thought that these guys would be doing so much yoga and they're all into it, you know? So how many, um, it definitely has become more mainstream and I'm probably in that category of people who, well, I definitely, like I started five years ago, so it was well and truly mainstream by the time I started. And um, I just saw that, I think maybe before I got married, I saw there was a few pretty girls who did it. So I thought, you know what, this is actually, and I just for, just between, just between us, there's still some pretty girls who do it. So as long as Jesse doesn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? right. which I'm pretty sure and not the, um, and not the best reasons to start doing yoga. I think that wasn't the origin I don't think that's the reason that it was a, uh, a, 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 like it didn't take off because of that, did it? Well, I remember, no, I don't think it did, but I definitely like it starts, all my mates sort of got into it and they're like, um, it might start like that. And then you realize that it's totally like, it's a game changer. Like people just keep coming back and it's not, mm. you know, it's just a, it's an interesting culture yoga. It's kind of feels a little intimidating at the start and you're like what's all this about like spirituality and yoga and it's something foreign you know I never grew up doing yoga or talking about philosophy or you know getting a little bit you know understanding myself as a person and then I don't know it just it kind of just feels feels good it's a feeling practice and it's something about it that feels good you want to go back and do some more um, which is always it's been lovely it's been lovely to see high performance athletes coming in and and doing yoga and realizing that actually it not only influences their performance, but also it just makes them feel good and they want to keep doing it regardless of their performance. Yeah. It seriously blew my mind. Like obviously when I, when I first got into it, I, I thought it was just like a stretching practice. I was like, Oh yeah, this yeah. is sweet. Like this is great for flexibility and feeling good, which it is. But uh, the thing that continually shocks me, and I, I try and do at least one of these sessions a week, usually just on YouTube is, is the power yoga. And uh, oh, yeah. it just blows my mind, man. Like uh, I think, I, I think I remember that you were saying when we last chatted that you don't do a heap in the gym anymore. It's just, it's purely the mm. the strength that you get from yoga. And I can get that. Like I, some of them, I might be going to the gym on a regular basis and then I'll come back and try and do a, a couple of strength-based yoga poses. And it, it really trips me out. So that was, mm. it was actually one thing that I, I wanted to talk to you about more today, like the, that strength element, that recovery element of the running. It's interesting that you've been working alongside more, more of these elite athletes. Like are they, are they coming in for, like, is it predominantly for stretching sessions? Is it for the strength stuff, um, a combination? Yeah, it kind of started like that. Like, um, I mean, there's been just some wild card. Like I was teaching um, all the W, the World Surfing League crew when they were in quarantine coming down to Oz. So that was kind of just like, they already did yoga. So it was just like supplementing what they already did because they were in hotel rooms. And it was like, I had a good, great opportunity. Someone reached out, a mate to say, hey, can you keep their, you know, can you teach these guys? And they were all phenomenal at like 
I mean, you've seen these guys surf. They're super mobile, super strong. Um, you know, they're, they're agile. Like they're, they're very good athletes in, in terms of um, general. So it wasn't so much about stretching um, for those guys than it was like for, say, some of the footy players that I've been doing, working with, you know, it was interesting to work with Port Adelaide crew through the finals. And that was more definitely about stretching and recovery. Whereas the surf league crew, they were definitely into like more of a dynamic mobility practice. Um, and I think depending on the workload, I think, you know, with the runners that I was, I've been working with, it started as like a stretchy sort of thing. And then some of them were jumping on to do more of the dynamic practice. And I think wherever you take yoga, it can complement, like it definitely can give you more space and stretch, but it also, as you said, you know, that's, it's so, there's so much stability. There's so much strength required to hold some of these poses for long, a long time. And sometimes you don't necessarily get that in your, like it's more of conditioning. Like you can hold a shape and you can, you know, your muscles are engaged and you have to hold and it's like more of a static hold. And that can add a lot of, you know, stability and strength into what you're currently doing. I think that's been really useful for me as a runner um, to give me a lot of bit more stability and, um, not just stretch, you know, it's not all about stretch. I, I know when I was a runner, I used to get a lot of problems in my glutes. I even had a sacral stressy. Um, so it was, um, I've always had problems in my glutes and, you know, I think you go to a physio and the, the common th thing is, oh, you've got weak glutes. You need to do um, some, some kind of strengthening or Pilates or, but yoga is, there's a lot to say for the stability and strength that you can get in yoga, more so the dynamic classes and the standing classes rather than like the stretchy sort of yin yin classes is more mm. stretch. But um, yeah, I think depending on the athlete and how much work they're doing, like for you, for instance, like if you're in the gym all the time, it would be good to complement some of your gym stuff with some stretch stuff, yeah. maybe some stability stuff too, because like if you're just working, um, you know, if you're just working dynamically through the gym and, you know, your muscle length is changing, contracting and, and relaxing then it'd be good to sort of hold the muscle and you know more of a, a static um stable strengthening exercise but yeah i mean wherever you take it i feel like it's definitely physically it, it definitely can help anyone yeah no doubt you know it's interesting you hearing you talk about the surfing scene because i was at a cafe the other day and uh, a guy had a jerry lopez shirt on and he was doing like lotus pose in front of the surfboard and dude yeah. i had, i just liked the design of the shirt and I had no idea who Jerry right. Lopez was. I said to the guys, like, there dude, I go. love your shirt. Like, what's what's the story there? And uh, he's like, man, I actually, I went and trained with, with Jerry Lopez for like a month on one of his retreats. I think it was in Bali maybe. And uh, and he's like, he was sort of explaining to me that this guy was a world-class surfer or, or a great surfer. And I've come home and, and just started checking out some of his uh, his little clips and stuff on YouTube. And it's uh, it, 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 it's crazy to me. It's a... Uh, I guess it's not as much of a shock to you because you've been in the scene for so long, but just how many different areas of life that like a good yoga practice can actually have a positive impact. Like even from your day-to-day -day life, like uh, I love the fact you can get up and just feel good, but then that range of movement, like you're speaking about that these guys have on a board or um, just the complimentary or, or that compliment that it offers to, to your running performance. It seems to be the, um, I don't know. It's like a, I remember a few years ago, Wim Hof's breathing method was oh, like yeah. the, was the, was the in thing. And I know a lot of athletes sort of continued with that, but I feel like yoga still, even though it's been big for the last few years, it's still, um, even five years ago when I finished running, I knew no one who had a regular yoga practice, really, maybe a couple of the girls yep. who are a bit into it. But 
it, there seems to be like a, a real awakening. So with these particular with these particular guys, and obviously I'm keen to to talk more about the um like the the running element, the relationship between those two things. But but for someone who who's got like the running program down pat, do you just is it something that you just gradually like running training just start to include um, maybe once a week, a couple of times a week to to get you started? Yeah, I think. Um... Like if you're not in the gym, you can use yoga as a, as a means for strength and conditioning. There's no doubt. And there's a, I mean, there's a fatigue that you get. Obviously you'll wake up and you might feel sore like you would if you went into the gym and the next day you feel sore. And obviously as the body adapts and you can manage the load a little bit more, the soreness won't be there the next day as such. Um, but I think, you know, if you're already running a lot, and you're not someone who stretches often or not, you're not one who someone who tends to the sort of the parasympathetic state of the nervous system or being, then yoga definitely will tend towards that sort of slowing down that being able to, you know, it's, it's the word yoga means meditation. And I think, you know, the, the, the word meditation means relaxing. Well, like we have to learn to relax and, that's one massive thing that is just like by default, even if you just went in and had a stretch at some point, you're probably going to have to connect to your breath and, and use the breath as a means to sort of slow down, learn to relax in the moment. You know, when you get a little wobbly, um, where do you, where do you wobble? You can use the breath as a means to sort of um, anchor your attention. And through that um, you're tending towards the, parasympathetic nervous system which is a great marriage for all of the sympathetic stuff we do as athletes like running weight training go 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 to work fast pace grab a coffee grab this always on the go and i think yoga is the first sort of exercise that i've ever met that just encourages and say you you know let's just stop for a moment let's just slow down and become a little bit more mindful about what we're doing be a bit more mindful of how you're placing your foot where what muscles you're engaging how are you breathing? Are you breathing well in this moment or are you scrambling with your breath? Um, where's your mind at? It encourages us to come back to ourselves, And I think that's been a game changer for a lot of people, even though they might not sort of recognize that part of mindfulness in the practice. I think that might be one. I'm sort of scratching my head to see why is it that everyone comes back to yoga? Why are people getting involved in yoga? It starts maybe as a stretch. It starts as a, a strength conditioning sort of supplementary part of the program, but then, there's something else that the gym doesn't offer running can offer, but running was still sort of on the go. You know, like if you get out in the bush, like you said, that 5k trail and you just kind of run, there is a sense of spaciousness, but it's still, you're on the go. So yoga, mindfulness, meditation encourages us just to slow down and stop. Um, a lot of runners will start with yin yoga. Um, I know that you've, you've, um, you know, had an interview with Paul, um, the balance runner. And um, there's an, a couple of other guys that have reached out. They're doing online programs and they've asked for some yin yoga um, as a part of, to complement. So obviously like there are all of these elements that we sort of train strength, conditioning, endurance. Um, and we don't really think that much about recovery. I mean, for sure, like the elite athletes do, they'll recover and they'll slow down. But yoga is like, if you find it hard to slow down yoga is an opportunity to just slide it into your your weekly program and slow things down yeah that's what one of my good mates up in sydney said to me fairly recently he's like dude i just i struggle with just sitting down and meditating just with my eyes closed but he said yeah. uh, for him like yoga i didn't i didn't know not yoga just meant meditation 
but mm. for him he was like all right if i can just get a couple of movements in there and and really have a reason to focus on my breath that it makes it a lot easier to um to sort of put all that into practice are you doing it every day like obviously you're, you've got mm. the studio and stuff and you're you're, you're teaching a lot but but how often are you practicing yourself um i'd say i'd practice probably i mean i practice meditation every day so i'll sort of sit and just practice meditation i feel like that's like a bit more my yoga these days but i'll still practice the asana maybe four times a week yeah i'll link up i've got a teacher that teaches me online i pay her to teach me um because i just thought i'm gonna put a one solid practice in a week and then the other practices i might go to someone's class or i'll do um just a practice to you know it might be a 30 minute practice in the morning the asana side of things i mean the yoga postures side of things um probably like four times a week and then meditation every day. So yeah, I feel like it started like every day I was structured and routined and regimented. And it was like, as a runner, you know, like we have the same mentality as like, I've got to do it every day, you know, maybe even two times a day practice one hour. I was like, don't skip a beat. And then I realized that um, it was okay to sort of just pull it back a little bit. And uh, I did notice that on the online when I was teaching like two, three times a day, I felt great. Like my running was epic. I was, I was like teaching 20 classes a week and because it's online, I was actually demonstrating classes, you know, as well as doing, um, as well as teaching, sorry. And man, my running was quick. Like, uh, whether it was the yoga, I'm not too sure, but I mean, it couldn't have been anything else. Maybe I was resting more and I had more downtime and so forth, but I was definitely running some quicker times than I have in the last few years. That's for sure. Man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. so impressed with the um with the pace that you're running. Like, uh, it shocked me last time when we were talking because I had no idea when we first met up that you came from a running background. I just did yeah, that class with it. you. For, for no one who who knows, like I did that class with you at Lululemon. Me and Jesse went hard. in there and, and loved it, man. Like it was such a it was a packed house that day, a couple of years ago now. And uh, yeah, I was I was really keen to connect with you. After that, that was a small world. We bumped into each other at the airport. I got excited and fanboyed about That's the fact right. that you were there. That uh, you were heading to Bali yourself, I think. Going to Bali and oh, we going to Bali that time, I was, dude. I I don't know if I brought this up in the last podcast. I think we were on the same flight actually. Yeah, but yeah. We were um. So we, I was meant to go to Bali a week earlier because me and Jesse were we were celebrating like nine oh, years of marriage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I got to the gate and and my my passport had expired or That's it said fine. my passport expired in April or whatever. But apparently, yeah, you can't have it that close to the date that you leave it. So she went over mm-hmm. there and my my best mate um one i was just telling you about actually who, who doesn't like meditation just sitting there but likes the yoga practice he was doing a yoga retreat in uh in bali at the time so i, I just got massive fomo because him and her were just hanging out like best mates for a week until i got my passport and stuff sorted which is when i saw you like yeah we were, uh, that's right. i finally got it all sorted but uh yeah man so that was that was sort of the the origin so it, it, it tripped me out when i when i found that you had the uh I don't want to go in too far into this, but I think your 10K PB is faster than mine. <laughs> so it's like the uh, oh. the ultimate compilation. I, I thought, what a perfect bloke for this uh, for, for this particular podcast. But have you got anything online, man? Are you doing any online? Uh, like I, I know memberships are quite popular and stuff the last couple mm. of years, and um, especially when we've realised that there's just so many people interested in so many different classes from around the world. And yeah. I, I signed up with a bloke's class called Travis Elliott. He's an American guy. And oh, uh, yeah. he had some pretty, pretty cool classes, but uh, yeah. it's, it's such a cool space. Do you, do you do anything like that? Still do online stuff. Yeah. So we've got it through the studio. It's all yoga. And then it's just like 30 bucks a month practice as many times oh, as sweet. you want in, 
yeah, just and we upload classes every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll film. I'll get in and film a few classes. I've got some run specific ones like yoga, uh, Yin yoga for runners and so forth. Uh, but I think there's definitely scope for the online. There's 100. Like it's definitely. I've noticed that it's useful. You don't have to travel to the studio. You don't have to travel back. It's very time efficient. You can flick on, do a 30 minute class instead of going and the whole process to go to a studio is probably an hour and a half by the time you go there, come back and so forth. So there's such merit in the online. I think it was crazy not to do it. So yeah, we went down that path and we're still doing it online because we've got still, you know, over 150 members um, and a lot have come off, which, which is totally, you know, normal because studios have opened up, but yeah, it was great to be able to practice and teach with crew from, like you said, around the world. Like you're doing it with someone um, all the way over in the States and we've got crew practicing with us all over the world, which is, which is awesome. And I think that was a good thing about running as well. Like it's a shared, like running so universal. You go over to any country and, and there's a running group somewhere, you know, mm. people are running, people are just moving and yoga has become a little bit like that too. You know, um, wherever you go, generally you'll find yoga, which is cool. That is cool. That is cool. So that's interesting. So you've got the classes up there. And what did you say the name of the, the studio um, is? It's called It's All Yoga. It's Represent. All Yoga. Oh, I can see I the shirt. I just got back from the studio. There you go. It's right there. Look at oh, that so you just, taught, you just taught this afternoon, hey? Yeah, I taught a lunchtime class 12.30 to 1.30, which is, which is nice. Yeah, yeah nice. Cool. What was on the schedule? It was a vinyasa class. So we're just actually we're slowing it down a little bit. I think everyone's sort of a bit manic. I don't know if you notice everyone's a little bit busy. I'm busy. Like you're probably busy. Like it's the end of the year. Everyone's sort of like, ah, here, there and everywhere. So it's just that we slowed it right down, which was cool to sort of just drop into that slow rhythm for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have noticed that. I feel like it's, um, it feels like people are maybe in a little bit of limbo at the moment, just because we've, there's been so much whiplash as to like the pace Mm. of life the last 18 months. Like, all right, we're sort of coming back up. We're in lockdown. We're coming back now. You're locked down again. Uh, and then, yeah. I don't know, I just, yeah, I definitely have felt like a, I, I love it. Like, obviously I love it that we're all back out, but I, I still feel like I'm calibrating a little bit. Like I went into a, uh, yeah, the, at the comedy room that I went to last night, there's so many people in there and dude, I'm such a social person, but even still I'm sitting there like, man, this is, it, this shouldn't feel as strange as, as mm. what it does. And um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, there's definitely, there's definitely a strange kind of, kind of vibe and mind you for friday end of the week friday this time of the year it just screams like a a slower Mm. pace for me i reckon friday and uh and sunday whenever i do like a yoga practice at home sunday is like my yin day i don't know what that is it's just like a i I find that nice just to just to sit down for an hour and just go like you said sort of catch my breath um stretch it out for for a little bit longer always it's my favorite class to do because probably it's the easiest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes it is, isn't it? Sometimes it's not though. Like if you've got tight hips and you're holding like one of those yeah, pigeon true. poses or a sleeping swan, it's like, Oh, how long are we in this for? Three minutes. This is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely subjective, but I, I think just the whole slowing down thing. And I think you're right. You know, like people have come out of lockdown and they've realized that they don't want to go back to the same fast pace, even though they've tended to go down that path just to sort of keep up with, like I've noticed I didn't want to, you know, I haven't been going back to the city as much or, um, you know, people want to work from home a little bit more and whether that will change, who knows, but you know, there's such there's a lot of silver linings in all the last two years for, for all the crew in, in Vic. That's for sure. Like, even though a lot of crew have left, I know a lot of people have sort of gone up North and, and, you know, had a sea change and so forth. I think also it's been really lovely that, um, people have realized that's the thing with mindfulness step one is stop yeah 
Step two is relax. And step three is get clarity, you know, start to become aware of what's pulling you in the wrong direction, what's pulling you in the right direction. And you can start to discern, use the discernment to steer your life. Because let's face it, I always sort of feel like I'm going to live forever, but we're, we're, you know, when you think about it, we're not. And then what am I doing right now that's serving me and what's not serving me? And I think that fast pace of like trying to keep up with the world and compete. And um, this is, you know, what we, this is what we explore in yoga, which is cool. What is it that we're, what is it that you want? You know, what makes you happy? Yeah, man. So with your approach to yoga, obviously we think of it uh, traditionally as, or well, in my mind, I think of it as that, that one hour on the mat, you know what I mean? Where you mm-hmm. go in and, um, but, but the idea of, of yoga is, is, is it supposed to expand to the rest of your life? Like you just mentioned mindfulness mm. and, um, you know, being present, the idea of, of yoga is sort of being able to breathe through the difficulty and navigate your way through the, uh, the comfort and discomfort that comes up with certain poses. And I mean, that it translates beautifully to, to so many experiences in life. Cause obviously throughout the day, I'm going to have a, a, you know, there might be a little stressful moment with my, my boy, and there might be a moment where I get pissed off or, um, yeah. another moment where I feel fantastic. And, uh, I've, I've found like when I'm, when I'm conscious or when at least I take a time to think about what's going on, that those practices, especially with that focused breath in, in yoga, I try and bring that into my, my mm. day-to-day life. But mindfulness is obviously, I guess, the, the, the big umbrella of these things. So, so, so for you is yoga sort of is one piece of a bigger puzzle, uh, puzzle between like, so you got your meditation, you got your yoga. What are the, what are the other elements that you look at um, to, that, that sort of encompasses that, that whole, if you're anything like me, like I know it's a, it's a, it's a constant, um, what do you say? Like it's constantly updating. There's always something I'll find out mm. about. I'm like, I'm going to incorporate this and maybe I'll take that out for a little while. But do you have like five or six specific practices that, that sort of come under that mindfulness um, or, or just that health umbrella? Yep. Yeah, I think mindfulness, I mean, even just yoga, like um, for me, it started off as the physical practice and like wham, bam, you know, it was great fun on the mat, sweaty vinyasa. You know, like I grew up in a culture that in Melbourne, it was such fertile soil for good yoga. Like there were so many great teachers going around. It was just lucky I got into the scene when I did and, and um, classes were strong and I loved the physical practice. But then I started to like um, study yoga and start to understand about yoga and yoga has always been and, 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 and is like a more of a coming home or coming back to yourself practice. Like, and the yoga postures that we do is one way that we can come back to self. And like you said, recognize where we shut down or close off or where we, you know, like you said, get pissed off or whatever it is, or, you know, there's that element. You can start to come back to that energy and, you know, do I still, this moment is the seed for the next moment. So I, do I stay pissed off and just be pissed off for the rest of the day? Or can I change, can I change my actions? You know, can I interrupt that feeling of pissed off or just meet it and just let it get bigger, you know, rather than, so there's that element of, you know, the, the, the postures um, also the postures you're awake, you know, you're alive, your body's, your cells are awake, your hormones are awake, your whole, your whole body is awake with, with energy and that energetic charge or pranic charge helps you see things a little bit more clearly. And I think that's a good thing. But then I, I, you know, from studying yoga, I started to recognize that yoga wasn't necessarily just the postures. In fact, the postures were um, like the side act to all of the other stuff, like the meditation and the mindfulness and the breathing and all of the postures were there to, bring us closer to ourself. And then from that, we start to recognize, like we get the, 
get the concentration, do the postures, be in the breath, concentrate. And then from that, we can have insight and we can start to see, you know, if you want to go deep into it, like, who am I actually? Like if my, if my physical body is shifting, you know, my, my body's changing, I'm, my thoughts are changing constantly. My feelings and emotions are changing. Yet I try and say the ego says that, right, I, I'm like this. But actually the slippery part is this never, this is actually, it's not static. It's always shifting and dynamic. So the slippery part is the ego never existed in the first place. It's always shifting and moving. So when we start to recognize that things are shifting and changing, um, maybe we have less of a tendency to hold on to things and try and control things or have a strong opinion about things. And we're a little bit more relaxed in life. We're not necessarily, you, you know, you miss the train and you get the next one. It's yeah. not, it's not like not your own little personal world war three or your son does something wrong and it's less of a, a snap reaction. There's more of a, you know, you can sort of, you can navigate through life with a little bit more ease, less of a stuck stuck mind more of an open mind that's kind of the zone that you want to hang out in you know have this this ability to have an open mind like if you do if you run a competition and it's not your day you don't hold on for it for the next three weeks you might sort of think about it for the next couple of days but then you're like well i'm going to move on to the next thing because my thoughts and my actions right now is what influences and affects my next moment and my next moment and my next moment so i'm constantly stuck in the past or i'm always thinking about the future it actually fractures the present moment and, but when I can be in the present moment and I can see clearly, then I can start to choose where I'm, you know, directing my energy, where I'm moving in my life. And I think that's, and actually even like, if you think about it, like if you think about science, science might say that, you know, we're, um, we're selfish and we're competitive. And, you know, as long as I've got food and shelter, like survival of the fittest, then I hope you guys are good too. But then when you think about it, like if you come back to the, your true, nature as a human are we just individuals or are we somewhat having a shared experience you know are we is it just me versus you or or is there this sense of interdependence like am i coexisting with you and the planet and when you start to see things a little bit like that that actually the feelings that i have what moves in me moves in you and you know if i i'm not in the universe, I am the universe. So if I overfish or if I overfarm, or I, it's it's having an influence on the, the the fish, the cattle, but it's also having an influence on me. Like we start to recognize that actually there's this interbeing. Like mm. we're always in relationship with each other, with ourselves and the planet. And if we don't see that, if we're always just stuck in the me culture or individualism, get out of my way. I want this. I'm going to be better than that at you you know, um, give me this, I want to compete with you. I'll have jealousy or resentment if you do better than me. Then there's a sense of, I don't know, it, does, it feels a little phony to me, you know, yeah. and through the yoga practice of med meditation and mindfulness, when you come back to your own energy, to that degree, you can start to connect to the energy around you. You know, when you connect with yourself, to that degree, you can connect with other. I mean, you start to see that actually this thing, Ryan, yoga teacher, runner, isn't that solid it's quite fickle it's always shifting and changing my opinions always then there's less of a tendency to try and protect that or withhold that like reputation so fickle you know like at this change of a tide it's all washed away and you know the the person that you are like 
your mum would see you differently to how I see you, to how your, you know, your wife sees you, to how your, your baby would, you know, your, your child will see you. It's like, yeah, we try and protect our identity and, you know, it's us, me versus you. Yeah. But the, I don't know, the world's at a place. I've been listening a lot to like, you know, things about how the planet's going down a certain path. And unless we start to shift and change that sort of me culture or individualism, then it's going to keep going down that path. But once we start to recognize that actually we are the planet, we need to recognize that, you know, we have what our actions, our thoughts and actions right now are influencing the planet other people and it's so easy to th- you know like it's 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 as clear as day like if you if you're in a bad mood the, the direct people around you like your people the people in your house they're gonna feel that you know if you're in a good mood people will feel that if you're treating others well you know people feel that and it ripples on and you know if you're treating the planet well then so when you recognize that if you're not your name and if you're not your job and you're not your emotions because they change and you're not your thoughts because they change and you're not your pbs because they you know like what then who, who the hell are you you know like and yoga can bring us closer to who we are as as living entities and beings you know and i think this has been kind of cool like it goes so far beyond the poses but the poses are a really nice stepping stone because you know, you recognize that you have a strong opinion in a pose and how that opinion is filtering and fracturing the moment. And you're just seeing the whole class through the filter of your own opinion. Like mm-hmm. the best analogy would be the, the practice of things are actually empty in nature. Like if you wake up and there's rain on the roof and you're a gardener, it's a great day. But if you wake up and there's rain on the roof and you've planned a wedding, what a shit day, you know, like, but actually rain is just rain free of opinion. Rain is just happening. And it doesn't, it has no opinion, like it's free of, and that's the mind that we want to sort of go forward with. And we start to recognize that if we can live with more of an open mind, maybe we're more accepting of others and maybe we're more accepting of the planet and how we're always, there's a relationship, you know, that's a constant relationship. And I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. It's so interesting, this idea of like an open mind and taking a more open mind or a nuanced um sort of view of of so many things that happen like it's for me that's that's one thing that I know is true like life is more comfortable when I'm not so so tightly clung to whatever it is whether it's you know who I think I am as a person or the running pbs or a bad race result or a good race result um I know for myself that the times in my life where I feel as though I've been through like the most difficult times mentally is where you know a, a situation might have popped up or uh, something that I wasn't happy with. And rather than recognizing, all right, it's a shit situation. I'm not happy with it. Like see it for what it is, try and take a little bit of space from it um, and, and just sort of l- let it play out naturally, let it do its thing and then, and then move on. I know that's the healthiest response, but mm. the practice of actually learning to, to let that go and, and just be without chucking all these emotions at it. And I guess maybe like you touched on the ego before, the idea of the ego having some set definition of who you are, like I'm Tyson, um, you know, I'm, I'm social, I'm impatient, which is so easy to do. Mm. And just to, to label yourself and to buy into this, in a lot of cases, false vision or, or maybe like a prophesied vision of who you see yourself to be. I love what you said before about like the current moment being the seed for, for tomorrow or whatever. Mm. 
And and that That's idea true. is so true. Like uh, if if I if I continually feed the idea that Tyson Poppelson is is an, an impatient guy, patience it's something I struggle with. You know what I mean? Especially yeah, yeah. when I'm I'm in a hurry. It's uh it's so true that it just further implants that idea. So the next time that something doesn't go my way, it's like all right, well this is how I react. Whereas yeah. there's there's so much freedom to be able to go, okay, well, that's how I've reacted in the past. Uh, well, that's how yeah. I've responded to a negative event in the past. And so relevant to distance runners. It's so relevant to everyone, obviously, but for the sake of this podcast and the example, I like the idea that um, obviously like the, the performance element of running is so undulating. You're going to go through seasons of highs and lows and where you beat people you, you shouldn't beat and where people that shouldn't beat you beat you. And it's so easy to get so clung to, uh, so stuck on like the emotion of that, that it's hard to let go. Actually, a couple of years ago, I spoke to Ryan Griggs. And one thing I loved that he said was, uh, he goes, I give myself 24 hours to get over a bad race. He's yeah, like, if I have a bad great. race, it's like 24 hours and done. That's it. You don't worry about it anymore. Mm. It's over. And I thought, man, what yeah. are the amount of weeks of my life that I've, I've spent just going over a bad result in my head. And then I can't mm. believe it. It just like strips the joy, it strips energy. It just, there's nothing really beneficial in my own opinion that's come out of that for, for myself. But that Greenson right. approach and what you've just explained is uh, it's such a powerful way to go, all right, well, hey, that's done. It is what it is. Let's move on. What's, uh, what's the next sort of step? So true. And like you're saying, like this moment is the seed for the next moment and, you know, you're impatient. Like if you're stuck in a traffic jam, I went to Melbourne, I was stuck on Punt Road, like coming out of Batman Avenue, trying to turn into Punt Road and it was just like standstill and we couldn't get out and I couldn't turn and I had to get to a yoga class. And it was like, if there's an off ramp, you take it. But if there's no off ramp, you can sit there and give yourself a hernia. You know, the only thing that is going up is your cortisol or you can recognize that actually I'm just going to take care of this moment. I can't, this is my situation. I'm going to take care of this moment. And mindfulness brings us right into the present moment. And from the present moment, we can, there's space, you know, there's less of that, a tight fist and there's more of an open hand. Mm. And I think you're right. Like that, that can translate to runners. Like if we, if you're in a race and we all go through little tricky parts in a race where you start to, you know, you come up against yourself and maybe you're in a lead pack and it starts to, sort of fracture a little bit and you can't hang on you see that rubber band sort of breaking well if we can just come back and take care of this moment all right relax my breath relax the shoulders keep the rhythm rather than go off into that narrative i'm that's it i'm dropped i'm dropping shit oh this is so hard the race i've got still at 10k to go i'm 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 no longer my body's here but my mind's so far in front and it's the narrative that that like you said that causes the most um, dissatisfaction or the most suffering, not so much the situation. If I can come back and just take care of this situation or if I have a bad result, okay, let's move on. That's happened and it couldn't have happened any other way. It happened as it happened. And now the next thing is I'm moving forward and I'm taking care of this moment and then the next and the next. But if I just keep hanging out in that, then I'm not moving forward. I'm not evolving. I'm just hanging out in what's happened or I'm hanging out in that sort of narrative, which is the practice of mindfulness, if you sit, if you drop a pebble in, in, in a lake, it will naturally just gently descend and it will, and as it descends, it kind of just lets go, lets go. Eventually it lands at the base of the lake and everything settles. The move is, the, the water still moves over the lake and it's still moving. But as you sit at the bottom of the lake and just close your eyes and become mindful, you can start to see the narrative. You can start to see how the mind operates and through the practice of meditation, if you sit and you practice and you just start to come into your breath and notice breath is happening in the present moment. And also, oh, 
those thoughts are happening in the present moment. And then if you practice, it becomes a training ground for that moment when you're in the race and you start to go into that narrative. I'm no good. These guys are better than me. I'm dropping off. This is too hard. Actually, just come into this moment. Take care of your breath right now. Relax your shoulders. See if you can keep the cadence high mm. or whatever it is. You know, you've just finished a bad race and actually I'm just going to recognize that race. And from that experience, I'm going to move into the next moment and the next moment. And I think that's where the practice of meditation and mindfulness really hits home. You know, we start to use it as an opportunity, as a training ground for engaged practice. It's not what happens on the meditation cushion. It's what happens when you're in the traffic jam. That's the, that's the key. You know, can I notice that I'm giving myself a hernia and, um, so true. and I can just, and then I interrupt the shift, the momentum of that. I just focus on relaxing. There's a relaxing heart, ah, just breathe out. And I, I relax for a moment and there's less, less tension. Just even if it's just for a little moment, I can come back to the traffic jam, but that just gives me a little bit of space. And I think that's really important in this modern day age, you know, where we're all, you know, here, there and everywhere, our attention sort of always on either um, this mechanism for constantly wanting to do. I'm just stuck in the future planning, doing, succeeding, striving, competing, or I'm stuck in the past. I should have done that. Like, why didn't I do it better like that? I sh- why didn't I, you know, I'm never, am I really even in the present moment? And it's the present moment where I can, where I have the opportunity to take care of what happens next. Yeah. You know, no. so I think meditation can really teach us that. And that's really useful for any runner, but also, yeah, when you start to, when you slow down and you stop and you bring your attention into the present moment, then you can have insights and the insights go as deep as you want them to go. It could just be noticing where you're shut down or where you're stuck or where you're, if you're something sort of tugging at your attention, it's, you know, someone said something to you and it's sort of, you're stuck with it. You sort of, you just give that a whole lot of space. You just welcome that in and give that a whole lot of space to be present. And from the, from that, you're less, you can just move through life and it's less, I don't know. It's it's less of a burden, you know, things are less of, have less of a burden, which is kind of cool. Not that they don't like, I still react. I still get, you know, upset. I still get frustrated. I still get angry, but maybe they're just short lived and maybe I can apologize and maybe I can, you know, get on with it and people are still going to ruffle my feathers, but that maybe it doesn't affect me as much as it used to. Yeah, it's really, really, really well said, man. I remember, yeah, when Jesse and I first got together, there might be something like we might have a little, a little tiff and at the start of our marriage or at the start of our relationship, it might've played on my mind for three days. And now like we still have them, but it's something that we're like, all right, well, I understand you're a good person. You didn't mean to upset me or well, even if you did, you're in a bad mood. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's amazing just how, how, uh, how much progress we've made in that element of our, of our relationship. And I think that came with practice and with effort. And I guess it's the same with this at the start, it might feel as though you're, like you said, you're stuck in that traffic jam. And even if it's just like 10 seconds that you allow yourself to just escape from the chaos of that before you come back. And I I just like the idea and noticing myself that the more I practice it, just like everything else, the better at it I get. It's just that ability to remind myself to continually practice it, to, to see the result, especially because it's, 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 it's unseen as we would in in the sense of how we'd like measure muscle growth or something Mm, like that. It's like a, it's an internal thing, but um, yeah. I think that's right. like you said, like the measurement is the practitioner will notice the fruits of their practice when they can in the moment 
you know, in the moment they take on the technique in the moment in that traffic jam, they recognize that they're going off into the world or three and, and they can come back to their body and relax. It's more of a, it's more of a coming back to your own energy. Like when, when Jesse's frustrated um, rather than, you know, put wood on the fire and you react to her or, you know, you're judging her or when you have a bad race rather than judge the, the environment or the course or the, your coach or the, the competitors, like you just work with your own energy. Mm. Like, like that's all you can do. It's not no more, you know, when Dan doesn't has another lockdown, it's like bloody hell, Dan Andrews, like I hate you, your guts or whatever. And like there's such a, it's just judging and blaming and bias. And we just keep fueling that individualism and that me culture where you can just sort of come back and just give yourself a whole lot of space and work with your own energy. Notice if judgment comes up, notice frustration comes up and, just let it come up, but it doesn't, if you take away the hooked quality, then it has less of a, it's less dense. It just, it's just a texture that comes up and it's part of the human experience. And I think when you recognize that when you've been hooked, you know, by frustration or anxiety or stress or whatever it is, then to that degree, we can start to recognize when other people hooked and we have less of a tendency to say, well, that guy's so angry or that you know, Jessie's so frustrated. I'm just going to, you know, like judge her or blame her for things. Rather, I can see that she's hooked and I have, I wish that she would have some kind of relief from that, that, you know, that idea of when, when Jessie's angry, rather than you get angry at her for being angry, you can sort of more, there's more empathy. You, you notice what, it, you know, what it feels like to be angry and hooked and you, you know, it's not a good feeling. So you just wish, have the wish for her to be not so angry, not so hooked on the quality of anger. So kind of works in a big cycle. You know, we always have these shared experiences as humans. Um, and I think when you work with your own energy, it's really cool. And that's, that goes for a run. I remember used to, I used to always blame, oh man, it was a wet day or it was a windy day or oh, my coach didn't give me enough like speed work. I'm doing too much distance and um, all of those things. But you just work with your own energy. That's all you've got, you know, like, and then, your own energy might say, well, you know, I might change coaches or um, this or that, but I don't know. We were always blaming and judging. I think we're always sending our energy out from my, I guess my own personal experience. I'm always sending my energy out. So it's meditation, yoga, mindfulness gives me an opportunity to come back to my own stuff, meet my own stuff. That's really good. That's that's so well said. I'm just upset about the fact that I have to be nice about Dan Andrews. I feel like you've seen my Instagram stories. (laughs) (laughs) I I gave myself too much. I gave myself a two-month ban because I'm like, Tyce, you're swinging punches, mate. Just settle down. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we all are. I just keep watching my are. Instagram followers go like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's 100%. Like, I'm the same. Like, I'm, I don't want lockdowns and, and, you know, like, and I blame the government and this and that, but it never really gets me anywhere. I just feel worse off after it, you know, That's like, but point, if I just yeah. sort of, it's just, I just kind of walk away and I feel just, I feel, I don't feel any different. I feel more pent up and more angry at life and, you know it's so that's true it. man it's so that's true it. that's actually a message i needed to hear right now because um it doesn't matter how much deep breathing i see that seems to be the one that i keep stumping my toe on <laughs> yeah no so there's no dude. doubt that's a good i mean that's the best those sort of moments that challenge you and squeeze you are the best i mean that, that that that's the it's cliche because it's true that's the greatest teacher you know those moments right in that moment where you're like challenged by someone that person's your greatest teacher dan andrews is the greatest teacher for us all, you know, like we yeah, learn to work with good on your Dan, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guru, yeah. guru Dan. No, it's a great point yeah. though, man. Like I'm, I'm laughing with you, but I, I know what you're saying is true. So yeah. 
Dude, that was uh that was an hour. That was that was awesome. Oh wow. That was, that was so good to catch up with you. And uh man, I love I love hearing your thoughts as always. And, and seriously, like uh, if you're keen to go for that surf, I'd love to understand uh, oh, but yeah, there's no doubt I'll be hitting you up now that I know you're down here with Hawaiian yes. shirts, backwards hats and, and muscles. <laughs> and hey, muscles. I, I should I didn't say I've hit the 80 kilos yet, but I appreciate the uh appreciate so the how are you going with that by the way. Are you man, close? I've been I've honestly I've got a month and a half to hit it. I don't own scales. I haven't even, I haven't been in the gym for the last couple of months. Um, so I've just been doing like a lot of stuff. I really need to lift my calories. I need to, uh, I need to start hitting some, uh, hitting some calories hard. I can't wait. I think I'm just going to like January 30th or whatever. I'm just going to go so hard on water, jump on the scale straight after and just go, oh, yeah. right, I did it. Look, there's 80 are you, kilos. Are you feeling like bigger, thicker t-shirts, you know, jeans fitting you? Like are you feeling thicker? Oh man, not, not, as much as I should by this stage I, I've been really I'm very bad at my phone I'm very bad at my phone and that's where I've been um uh storing my calories and I every time oh, yeah. I eat I'm like I can't be bothered putting it in but what I need to do is just get over that and, and start like, if I'm going to hit it I need it I need to measure it you know what I mean so yeah. I actually said to myself when I woke up this morning all right mate you've got a month and a half left you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to get your act together but um yeah a month and a half heaps of time if I can uh if I can just get myself going but uh for whatever reason I don't few years ago once i finished running i put on a few kilos pretty well i had no trouble with the motivation and this time i'm a little bit like man i if i hadn't made this bet and that's the reason i said i'd give him 500 bucks because i knew i'd get six weeks in but i don't really care about weighing 80 kilos yeah yeah but now i've got 500 bucks enough. on my shoulders a, <laughs> so i'm gonna have to live my game. yep that's a motivation 100 bucks <laughs> you'd be like oh stuff it i'll just give him 100 bucks or 500 that's motivation for you enough and Jesse keeps going to me, babe, you're not giving him 500 bucks. Eat, dickhead. Do you know what I mean? Which uh, she needs <laughs> yeah. to listen to this podcast because that's a horrible way to talk to your husband. <laughs> Attachment. Yeah. All right, brother. I'll cut it off there. But, uh, man, so great to uh, to catch up with you. Thanks again for coming on. And I'll um, I'll chuck this up in, in probably – I've got one for next week, so probably the week after. Whenever, Tass, yeah, let me know. But um, okay. I'll, hopefully I'll catch you before that because I've got a few days off, so I'll try and get you. Oh, yeah, you seriously? Are... Yeah, I'll awesome. hit you up. Don't worry. All sure. right, brother. Can't wait. How long does it take for you to get to talk, eh? 40 minutes, 35, maybe. Oh, yeah. And where? And what about Barwon Heads? Uh, like 15. Yeah, maybe Barwon. Barwon's a good little spot. There's a couple of little, like, cruisy um, little right-handers. Yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. All right. Barwon sounds good. Okay. Sounds right, good. brother. See you, my man. I'll leave you to Thanks it. Catch you later, bro. See you soon, man.